probably hopefully the shortest sermon I've ever done. But uh, I just remember those days when I used to hold all three of my kids in church sometimes. And I'd have Cardiff up and over my uh, shoulders and then my two girls in my arms. And uh, man, I'd need some serious case of spinach to be able to do that uh, for sure. Hey, what a glorious reading. And I love how Dave brought that part out that we could all share together where it, the, the angels say glory to God in the highest and on earth peace with men with whom his favor rests. This response, you guys, to the gift is, is glory to God. Isn't that amazing that the angels, listen, who behold the face of God all the time. All the time they see the glory of God and yet they go, wow, bless God for what he's doing right now. And I thought about that, that that for us, I mean, that would be like an Olympic runner taking note of a little kid going by and going, man, they're fast. Or a professional baseball player just just driving down a street somewhere and seeing a kid huck a baseball. He locks up the brakes and goes, man, that kid's got an arm. You imagine that the angels of heaven who see God all the time and they just bust into praise of what he's doing on the earth. That's how they respond to this incredible, incredible gift. And I just want to bring a little gift up here to kind of sit us here and that we would continue to consider the gift of God in Jesus Christ. And the shepherds, what do they do? The scripture says, it says, let us go see. That's their response to the first inclination of the gift. I want to go see it. I want to go see what it is, this thing that the Lord has told us about. Let's go and see. And not only did they say that, but then they put action to their to their words. And and scripture says, so they hurried off. I love that. Not just, hey, we're going to talk like, hey, let's go check this thing out. It's like, let's go. And then they go. And scripture records, they hurried off to see the gift of God. When they returned, they come back glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen were just as they were told. Tonight, I'm telling you, it is just as you are being told here tonight. Jesus Christ has come into the world to seek and save the lost. He is the Lord, our Redeemer. He is the greatest gift of all time. The gift of God that's come into the world for our salvation, the forgiveness of sin, new life now, and life eternally. Now here, I just want to go through just a couple stories with you real fast that um, are all about people's response to the gift of God. And the first one is in the Gospel of Mark. And, and it's a story about a blind man, but, but Mark, he's, he's so good at his writing that he will always put a couple other little stories just ahead of the, of the one, the main one, just to give us a contrast. And so he's going to talk about this blind guy, but he sets it up. And the, and the first person that comes to Jesus and responds to the gift, he, he basically is this, he's this young rich guy and it's, it's all about him. And he's basically saying, it's about me and what I've done, not about you and what I must give up. 
And that's his response. He comes, he's saying, hey, I want eternal life without giving anything up to follow you. And that's the first contrast. And the next guys that come are the disciples, a couple of the disciples. And they're trying to work out like this little inside ticket thing with Jesus. They come to him and they're like, hey, we understand that we're in the loop of eternal life and faith in you. But we, we just, could we get a little more? We, we want something a little greater than the gift. And they ask for this incredible exalted place in heaven. They're like, hey, could you kind of put us at your right hand and the other and the left? And we'll flip a coin and determine that. But, but could you just set us on either side of your throne, Jesus? And so Mark sets that up to show us what the true response ought to be. And so the next person that comes is the blind man. And he, he hears the commotion around him. Jesus on the road passing by. And, and he's heard enough. As you can imagine, the, the blind man with his ears tuned has heard enough about Jesus. And, and having heard about Him, he, he responds. And, and having heard about Him tonight, I, I would ask that you would respond to who He is as well. And so what does He do? He cries out. And Scripture says that He shouts this. He says, Son of David, have mercy on me. When he, when he just hears the commotion, Jesus is walking by. And He's like, He just shouts out. He knows it's Him. Perhaps he asks somebody, but he's like, son of David, have mercy on me. And he shouts out again, son of David, have mercy on me. And, and his buddies in the crowd are like, dude, the Lord doesn't have time for you right now. And they're telling him to quiet down. But scripture says he shouts out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And so Jesus, it says, it says he stopped and said, call him. And in the story, Mark records it. He says, so they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. And so throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And the blind man said this. And oh, here, here are the contrasts. This is so beautiful. The blind man just cries out. He says, he says, Rabbi, I want to see I want to see. Listen, I'm not going to make any friends tonight saying this, but I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to proclaim Jesus Christ. We are all spiritually blind without God's intervention in our life. God comes into the world as the light of the world to give us light and to take away our blindness. And I love this, this man's cry. He says, he says, I, I just want to see. And I was praying the other day in my office and, and that was my heart's cry for you. Is that both of us together, I, I'm in the same boat with you, spiritually blind until I ask, oh God, would you allow me to see? And the Spirit of God works in our heart and transforms us and allows us to see Him. And recognize the gift that He is. Love that. Angels, glory to God. Shepherds, let's go see. Blind man saying, I I just want to see. That that would be our response to God's gift. The the next story is amazing. Jesus having just completed some real hard sayings. uh, He's beginning to tell people who He is and what He's going to have to suffer 
uh, for their sake. And, and it, it says in Scripture, it says, he, just having completed these hard sayings, it says, and from that time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. They couldn't handle the hard things that he was saying to them. And Jesus turns to his followers that were still there and he says, you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. And Simon Peter answered him, and this is so amazing, you guys. This is the heart of responding to God's gift. He says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Isn't that awesome? That's his response. Like Jesus is saying, hey, are you guys going to bail too? Just because I'm saying some hard things. And Peter just looks him right in the eye and says, no way, Lord. You alone have the words of eternal life. And so I would ask you to respond like Peter did. In another occasion, he cries out, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. When Jesus asks him, what are people saying about me? And they say all these things. They said, but hey, who, who do you say that I am? And Simon, Jesus says, by the power of the Holy Spirit, declares you're the Christ, the son of the living God. You guys, that is God's gift to us. And then there's the thief on the cross. I love the thief on the cross. He, he, he's there, right? He's crucified in shame. He's, he perhaps has a, some kind of loincloth on at best. And he's suffering for crimes that he's done. And there he is stretched out on a Roman cross. And Jesus is next to him. And he looks at Jesus. And he, this is what he says about the gift of God come into the world. He says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And I think, wow, how beautiful a response. There he is. Uh, he had no way to tidy up his life. He had no way to, to get down off of that cross and maybe do one good thing or try and make right all the junk that he had done in his life. No, there he was just fully exposed and, and humiliated. This is the sum total of my life. And yet he turns his gaze to Jesus and goes, Will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And Jesus, I, I so would love if, if I don't, I, you know, if, 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 there's, if there's reruns in heaven, <laughs> I ought to see this one because I just want to look into our Lord's eyes when he's on the cross and, and imagine just the gaze of love that he comes out with. And he comes out with that gaze of love even to you seated here tonight. And he, he looks that man right in the eye and he says, today, today you will be with me in paradise. I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. And I love to ponder these responses to Jesus. Hey, this Christmas, will you just take the time and, and ponder? How is your own heart responding to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? And our last example, the last example of the reception of God's gift, which is Jesus Christ given for you for the forgiveness of sin 
for eternal life and new life now, redemption. That's why God came into the world. Because He so loved you that He would give up the glory of heaven. The incarnation's amazing. That God would take on human flesh so that He could then redeem human flesh. See, because He lived this perfect sinless life for you and for me and then offered Himself in sacrifice for our sin. That's the message of the Gospel. Hear the good news of Jesus Christ. In Him, you can be forgiven and have eternity and new life even as it starts right now. And so we, we want to look at just one more example and it's Thomas. And now listen, I know I'm going to be talking to somebody because Thomas, he's the calculated guy. He's the rational man, right? He's the guy that's slow to act but quick to ponder, you know? He's going to think about it for a while and basically he's saying, hey, guys, before I just throw my, my name into the ring of this, I, I, I want to do these things. And, and here's what he says. Scripture records it. He says, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And we get that. Some of us get that big time. We're like, thank you for Thomas. I think that we have unduly uh, named him or titled him Doubting Thomas. I just want to say thank you for Thomas being the one guy in the crew that was like, time out, i got to have some empirical evidence of this thing. And so He stands in for us once and for all time. And so Jesus, the gift of God, comes. And it says in Scripture, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then He said to Thomas, Isn't this awesome? Because our God knows everything about each person that's here tonight. And He knows how to speak into your heart as well. And so He comes and He stands amongst them. And then you can imagine he just, he just looks up and his gaze goes right over to Thomas and he says this. He says, Thomas, he says, put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Isn't that awesome? Jesus, our Lord, loved him. He said, hey, what? he was like, what's your problem, dude? No, he was like, Thomas, come here. Come here, I know what's going to speak to your heart. I know what you need to hear and see. And I know that you're a kind of guy that needs to put your hand on it. So would you come and put your finger here and reach out your hand. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas, this is what Scripture records him saying. It says that he worshipped. He just said, my Lord and my God. He gave Jesus the highest honor. You're my Lord and you're my God. What a response to God's gift. What a response. And Jesus looked at him and said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Super simple. Because you've seen me, you've believed. But our Lord doesn't quit there. He goes on to say this most important thing to every person seated here tonight. He said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And so, as we think about these responses, they come back and they end with us. We're the crew here tonight, although not having seen fully, yet each and every one of us has the chance to fully believe. 
And so I want to encourage you to consider the gift of God, which is Jesus Christ given for us. John wrote it simply this way. He came into the world, the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. As many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God. Paul wrote it this way about the gift to the people in Colossae. Here's what Jesus did. He's rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His dear Son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sin. And that's the good news of the Gospel. Everyone tonight, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Paul wrote to the church in Romans and he simply said this. He said, he said the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Pray with me. Lord, we just thank You for these incredible stories of, of people responding to You. Angels even saying glory to God in the highest. Shepherds with hearts that just go, man, i got to go see it. I've got to go over there. I've got to respond to what I've been told. And, and a blind man crying out, I just want to see, God, that You would help us have that same cry. Jesus, we just want to see the truth and know You for who You are and receive You into our lives. Lord, thank You that a thief on the cross could just say, remember me. And, and Thomas, after seeing You raised from the dead, could say, my Lord and my God. Lord, I pray for, for each person here tonight that they would respond to Your grace. Respond to Your love that's so demonstrated in Jesus Christ. Lord, may, may You help them. I pray for the person with doubt or confusion or questions. Lord, would You meet them? Would You, would you look at them just as You looked at that thief and just as You found Thomas in that in that group of followers and, and dealt with Him personally, individually, Lord. God, we give You the glory and praise and thank You for Your coming into the world. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.